The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Taking you on a journey for the pursuit of PPC. Welcome to PPC Rockstars. Get ready to rumble through the latest PPC news and views from around the blogosphere. Learn from our hosts and the PPC pros that will take you to the promised land of PPC profit. We're cashing in the clicks with the PPC Rockstars. Here's your host, David Zatella. Hey, PPC friends, David Satella with another episode of PPC Rockstars, and I have with me today none other than Mr. Alex Cohen, who is, of course, the Executive Vice President of Marketing for Quickie Questions. you're my Alex? favorite person ever. <laughs> I'm doing great. That promotion you just gave me was wonderful. I don't, I don't even care what your real title is. That's what your title is. <laughs> Uh, Alex, of course, works for uh, a great company called Click Equations and has also been um, uh, prolific and ubiquitous in the past six months, uh, writing some great articles for, uh, is that a regular column in Search Engine Watch? Yeah, well, you know how it goes. You agree to write one and then they ask you to write 12 more. <laughs> there you go, yep. Well, that, that's, that's an honor and you, and you deserve it because your writing is great. And then you've also been on the speaking circuit, including uh, SMX Advanced in London. Or is, it, is that SMX Advanced or SMX London? Uh, the report we're talking about today was actually in London. Uh, I was just at Advanced a few weeks ago. Gotcha. Okay. So we're going to talk about uh, two of the great resources you've produced recently. Uh, the first is called Four Ways Reports Suck and How to Fix Them. And... Um, those uh, regular listeners will know that on the PPC Rockstars page of the Clicks Marketing blog, uh, you'll find a link to the presentation that Alex is going to run through. Uh, that's clicksmarketing.com slash blog, C-L-I-X marketing.com slash blog. And with that, uh, Alex, I'm looking at the slides. You're looking at the slides. Hopefully the listeners are looking at the slides. And uh, why don't you take it away? Yeah, thanks. I appreciate that. Um, so I was... I applied to speak on this panel at SMX Advanced London called the Top 10 Customized Search Analytics Reports. Uh, and I had the tall order of appearing with Will Critchlow from Distilled, who is an excellent speaker and writer. Um, and so as I started to drill into it, I, I was trying to figure out what I could bring to the audience that was going to speak to the pain of search marketers. And I realized um, is a sort of unifying pain of anyone who works in search marketing is that reports really are sucky. <laughs> reports are terrible. We, we all deal with these awful reporting Sundays and Mondays. And from my point of view, um, reports suck uh, in one really huge way, which I'll give credit to Brian Eisenberg for, which was he said uh, at SES Chicago, you never make money looking at a report, um, which is really, really true. It's all about the action you take on that report, the analysis you do, and the optimization that you conduct as a result of it. And I break it into five steps. I basically say that you have to gather, organize, and report the data before you even have a chance to analyze and optimize it. And I don't think anything that happens before you analyze and optimize it adds to your business. So you really want to minimize and automate that. Um, and it's really the, analy the analysis and the optimization 
that I think we as search marketers need to become wildly obsessed with. Um, it's much more important than, than the data piece of it. Uh, as I like to call it, <laughs> with my very cheeky slide if anybody's looking at it, I call it automating the aha moment, right? And I think that there's a way. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. That, that, that's the band Aha. Uh -huh. I thought it was uh, one ups old band. I thought that was 1980s Marty there. <laughs> sorry, go ahead. <laughs> that would have been that would have been great. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. He's probably got a more colored past than we realize. Oh yes, oh yes. Yeah. I'm well, maybe next, maybe my follow presentation will be take on me. <laughs> <laughs> but um, and it, it's funny actually. Um, there's a very nice woman, uh, Rian. Uh, uh, Ryan, um, who actually created this exact slide separately without even us knowing that we had done the exact same slide. So search marketers apparently think alike in addition to all wow. hating reports. Amazing. Um, Ryan, Ryan. And uh, so I basically laid out four ways that I think reports suck. Uh, the first is that they just require way too much thinking. Um, we tend to create these reports that spit a lot of data at people, but they often leave the analysis of whether something is good or bad up to the person reading it. They don't have any sort of guidance that says, yeah, this is, this is something that's useful or not useful, or this is the course of action you should take. Um, and when you're presenting to a mixed group of people who have different analysis skills and different awareness of, of the things you've made, you know, the changes you've made, the things you've done in your campaign, it just ends up creating a really time-consuming and tedious meeting. And so what I suggest is instead of creating data that's subjective, that we make it a lot more objective. And the way that I suggest you do that is um, adding a progress versus your goals. And this is a, actually I give credit to Josh Dreller at 4Digital. He uh, calls this pacing report, which is, I'll give you a really simple example, right? you run a lead generation website, you have a spend, you have a lead goal, and you have a cost per lead. And let's say you want to spend $3,000 a month and get around 900 leads at 325 a lead. You can, you know, every week you go in, you say, all right, well, this is how many leads we got, and you can say this is how many, you know, how far we've gotten, you know, in the month, here's how we're progressing. But I think the really big leap in making it a much more actionable report and automating that aha moment is doing a run rate, basically saying if we continue at the pace that we are today, the average daily leads and the average daily spend, and project out you know, what that would mean over the course of the month, you could say, all right, well, we're going to hit this percentage of our spend and, and this percentage of our leads, and we'll bring them in at roughly this cost per lead. Now, that's really useful because then you can say, all right, well, it looks like we're going to underspend and maybe we're, we're, we're going to hit our lead targets, but there's probably room and so we're leaving some leads on the table. And so it adds a layer of um, forward thinking that then suggests your course of action. Uh, and I think it's a much more useful tool. Now, you could argue lots of different ways that this could be improved. That's fine. But just do it and then figure out ways to improve it <laughs> as opposed to just spitting out data that has no context to it. So we, what you're really saying is <clears throat> setting goals and measuring your progress against those goals is much, much more effective than simply looking at data and trying to, uh, without context, say, gee, is this good? Is this bad? Uh, will, will the client be happy? Will the client be sad? Oh, my God, that's right. poetry, isn't it? And I, and I think everyone knows that they have to set goals, but I don't think that they, that they always do. And this is actually a tool that when I worked on the agency side of the business, I used to use when I was an account manager because I just could not 
I would look at the data and I'd say we're halfway through the month and we spent $1,500 and we, when we hit 500 leads. But unless I said, okay, does that mean we're going to hit our goals? Are we going to hit our targets? And that's where I add layered in the projection and the run rate to say, let's just assume everything continues as is. You can layer on all the sort of complexities in your analysis. But then I'd say, oh, looks like we're, gonna un we're not going to hit our target. And then you could have a much more substantial conversation about, is it because we're not getting the exposure we need? Is it because, you know, we're overpaying on, on the CPC side? Are we underconverting? Are we attracting the wrong search queries? But once you know whether you're likely to hit your goals or not, uh, based on your current performance, you can then have a much deeper conversation. And to be honest, like as an account manager, basically I, I found there were two scenarios. Either you would go into your client and say, yeah, we're going to hit your goals and then everything would be hunky-dory, or you'd say, no, we're not. <laughs> and then it was a much longer conversation. <laughs> so I wanted to anticipate yep. that conversation. Because this is the first question everyone always asked me when I was an account manager. Sure, sure. Yeah. Now, um, I'm, I'm trying to keep track of the slides here. Um, have we passed slide 9? Are we on slide 10 yet? No, I'm still on slide 9. Okay. I'm excited about pacing. Um, okay. I actually, and then I said, yeah, so slide 10, the, the, what I suggested was one, there's a really little known uh, visualization tool, a, a kind of graph, I think Stephen Few is the one who popularized it, um, called the bullet graph. And it basically layers, it, creates a visual version of the pacing report that I just described. It's very easy for people to see uh, in one simple visualization without taking up a ton of room on your reports whether you're on target to hit your goals or not uh, and how close you are to that target. Um, and I'm suggesting that perhaps we might want to consider using these visualizations if you are the chart type. Not everybody is. I'm kind of a spreadsheet type. Gotcha. Yep. And so then the the next problem that I had uh, is, that, as I cheekily called it, um, that your data is lazy. Uh, and I think this anybody who's managing a really big paid search campaign, right, lots of big brands or lots of spend, uh, you often find as you stare at reports, right, because we all report the top keywords and the top campaigns, that very little changes from month to month. So to look at one month and, you know, five or six of the words are exactly the same and almost the same position the next month. And that doesn't really tell you much about what's happening in the account. Um, and it really becomes an issue when you think about how many brand keywords there are, how many head keywords there are, and how many long tail keywords there are. If you are really uh, diversifying your, your keyword targeting, mining your search queries, and building out new terms, getting a sense of what's happening in that long tail isn't going to happen when you look at just top 10 reports. Uh, full credit, what credit is due, I, this idea is really popularized by Avinash, um, who's on our advisory board, and he wrote this really great article about this very topic. And he advocated, instead of focusing on the top 10, which is really stagnant, or lazy as I would put it, instead you need to focus on what's changed. And what I mean by what's changed is data that is either increasing or decreasing in a particular time period for a particular metric. So you could look at campaigns or ad groups or keywords that are spiking up or spiking down. Um, this can make a lot of sense when you think about retail seasons as promotions come and go, as something gets mentioned on Oprah is my classic example, right? <laughs> um, or all of a sudden people just get excited about a product or responsive to a product or there's an email campaign that you as a search marketer had no idea even went out because you know, people aren't always talking with all other departments. 
looking past, looking at the what's changed data really gets you to identify trends, but more importantly lets you identify trends before they disappear so that you can give, throw more budget at it or increase it, increase the spend, or if something is bleeding you can staunch the bleeding. I'll give you a really great example. Um, I heard from a friend who works at a large telecom company that there was a news story that broke something completely unrelated to their service offering, but in the course of a weekend uh, they, they spent in excess of $30,000 on brand related queries that had to do with the news and nothing to do with the product. Um, and if you had identified that using the What's Changed report, you would have seen a huge spike in that time period and you would have quickly been able to either pause it or, or take some sort of corrective action, say links or something like that. Gotcha. Um, and go for it. Oh, I'm 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 trying to count slides again. Which slide are we on? Oh, we're on we're on 15, but I was going to jump ah, to slide 15. Fantastic. Yeah, fantastic. let me let me uh, narrate a little bit to which slides I'm on as I go, um, so we can play along at home. So, and uh, slide 16, I won't go into all the detail, but I sort of walk through how you set up a what's changed report. Um, all of that is pretty easy to follow, but on slide 17, I actually have a uh, suggestion for anybody using Google Analytics, which is probably 99% of the people listening to this podcast, uh, there's a way that you can see the power of what's changed today without having to do anything yourself. Um, the folks at Juice Analytics who have an awesome blog and put out lots of really great tools to help people visualize data have created a plugin that lets you see what's changed information for referrers to your website. Uh, if you just go to clck.it slash what's dash changed or just Google the Juice Analytics, you know, Google Analytics plugin, you can use this with your data immediately without having to create a special report. Uh, and you can see referrers that are, uh, that have recently increased in sending traffic to you or decreased uh, traffic sent to you uh, or new referrers that have popped up. Uh, and this will just give you a sense of how looking at what's changed data can help you find things you never would have been able to find sorting through pages and pages and pages of data on your own, which is incredibly tedious. It's something that software does a much better job of doing than the human can. Very cool. Hey, Alex, I um, just want a couple of quick things. One is that we have links to the uh, bullet graph uh, example, Avinash's article, and the analytics plug-in uh, on the Clicks Marketing blog, so that's number one. And number two is we need to break away for some really, really important messages from the sponsors that uh, uh, keep Brasco in designer uh, sunglasses. So, <laughs> Alex, please stay with us, and listeners, please come on right back. PPC Rockstars. We'll be back after we click through our sponsors. Our clients have earned over $1 billion. Now it's your turn. With over 20,000 products to promote across a huge variety of niches, ClickBank provides countless ways for any affiliate to make money. You can promote any product immediately. No contracts required. Looking for recurring commissions? Upsell products? ClickBank's got them. And best of all, you can make up to 75% commissions. Ready to become the next ClickBank success story? Sign up now for free at ClickBank. 
Did you know? 99designs is a leading marketplace for graphic design on the internet. Did you know? 99designs connects you to a community of over 35,000 designers who will compete to do the best work for you. Did you know? 99designs allows you to post projects for logo design, web page design, t-shirt design, and more. Did you know? 99designs projects the average of over 70 different design options for a price that you set. 99designs. When designers compete, you win. How do you choose the right affiliate network to partner with? The answer is simple. MarketHealth.com, where health and wealth connect. Established in 1998, the MarketHealth.com affiliate network allows you to market and promote the world's leading health and beauty offers on the net. Start making recurring income and the highest payouts in our industry. Choose from over 50 of the hottest selling offers, ranging from herbal supplements, skincare, vitamins, beauty products, weight loss, and much more. Sign up for free at MarketHealth.com and start making money today. Ecom experts, Mondays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. The pursuit of PPC continues. Welcome back to PPC Rockstars. Here's your host, David Zatella. And we're back. Thank you, sponsors. Uh, George has some new sunglasses. And Alex, <laughs> let's move on to, I think we're up to... Uh, slide number eighteen. No direction in life, yeah. And, yeah. and that, of course, is is uh, is uh, a slide that is inspired by uh, your boss's. Um, let's call it a fascination with Bob Dylan, right? <laughs> it's all. It's not a judgment on you, Eric, at all. <laughs> um, yeah. So um, one of the, I think, one of the the frustrations I have with data, and the way that people tend to handle data is. Um, we don't always have a sense uh, while looking at data what where you should prioritize. Uh, you know, we look at it and we we have keywords and campaigns and aggregates and all this wonderful stuff, but none of it says you should focus here first, right? There's, there's not an area that says this is the action you should take, or at least this is the area you should investigate first, which I think is step one in good reporting. Um, I gave a, and I I gave an example. Um, there's a metric in Google called Impression Share. For those who don't know, Impression Share uh, helps you understand when your ads are even showing for the keywords that you're purchasing. Uh, there's another submetric of that called Impression Share Exact Match, which says when people are typing exactly the keywords you're buying, are your ads showing or not? And, and most people will be surprised to learn that, in fact, it does not show 100% of the time. This is a really useful metric, one that people don't always pay a lot of attention to or aren't even aware of. So you can, I have this graph here where I say, all right, let's look at all the campaigns and let's see where we're missing impression share. And you can clearly see that there are certain campaigns that have very, very low impression share and you might want to, if those campaigns are profitable, you might want to increase your exposure. That's all well and good as a starting point. But you can take this further and you can prioritize with the concept that I call opportunity cost, which is what I'm illustrating on slide 20. So there's, two ways to motivate people, motivating either people internally, your executives, or clients. It's hope of gain or fear of loss. <laughs> and sometimes fear of loss is one of the best ones, as we all know, because when you do competitive benchmarks, all of a sudden everybody pays attention, um, even though I kind of have a bias against them. But um, this is a good example of fear of loss, which is if you take your impression share exact match and you say, if we were able to just capture those impressions, 
and let's assume the same average click-through rate and the same average conversion rate, you can clearly see that there are two campaigns that are leaving a lot of money on the table here because uh, you just didn't get the visibility you needed. And so if you only have limited time, and don't we all, and you want to dig into a couple of campaigns and figure out where you could optimize performance, this is a really great tool because now you've got two. You've got two huge ones that says if I can just knock out some of the you know, performance issues that are keeping my visibility down, I'm going to capture some clicks and, and costs uh, and some clicks in revenue. And yeah, you know what? Not perfect. There's lots of ifs, ands, buts, and caveats, but it's way better to start there than just sort of saying, well, that one kind of looks like one I want to start with. <laughs> Very good point. All about prioritizing again. Yeah. Um, and then the final point that I made is that your data is lonely, or it should be your data are lonely if I want to be grammatically correct. <laughs> um, and my classic example about this is quality score. Uh, everybody, and arguably rightfully so, is very focused on quality score, right? It plays a huge role in where your ads show on the page, if they show at all, what you pay, you know, whether Google loves you, and if you get a hug from Nick Fox when you see him at a conference. But, um, <laughs> We tend to look at quality score on a keyword level, right? I've got, you know, I, I bid on paid search software, and my keyword, my quality score is five or seven or seven or ten. It seems to be the only two options, but um, that tells you whether a keyword is doing well. But what it doesn't tell you is how your campaign overall is doing. Uh, I liken it to looking at something through a microscope as opposed to a map. Right, a microscope gives you super level of detail about one particular you know, entity at a point in time, but a map puts that detail in context. It shows you that information in relation to other keywords and your account as a whole. So what I recommend is, yeah, you want to look at quality score at the keyword level, but you also need to take a step back and look at it on an account-wide level. And the easiest way to do that, and you can do this any, today to sort of export your data, and do a distribution. How many keywords have a quality score of 1, 2, 3, all the way up to 10? And if you're looking at slide 24 as we play along at home, you can clearly see that the vast majority of the keywords in this account have a 7 or a 10. So yeah, you could probably do something to improve the sevens to the tens, but overall, quality score is not a huge issue for this account. And so you don't need to spend you know, your Saturdays reading up on arcane quality score information in order to get those few extra incremental improvements. Chances are your time is going to be better spent focusing on something else. But you would never know that if you just looked at keywords that had a, you know, a particular quality score. Excellent point. Um, if, you, if you do it, uh, if you want to take it even further, you could say, what is the, can, how much did I spend for the keywords that were 10, and how much did I make from a revenue perspective or net profit perspective or whatever metric matters to you? And then you could, and then you could really see um, what your performance is at a high level based on all the keywords at the different uh, quality scores. It's another way to layer on even more informu information on the distribution to add even more context. I'm a big fan of as you can tell, adding context and helping to put uh, business outcome data associated with all the information you look at so that you have a better sense of the weight of what you're looking at and how much time you should spend dwelling on it or whether you just move on to something else. 
That's an excellent point. I, uh, and I'm sure this resonates with a lot of the listeners who either themselves uh, uh, are guilty of this or uh, possibly more frequently their their bosses who uh, are not aware of the dynamics of the different parts of a PPC campaign manager's uh, responsibilities. So the, uh, the, the relatively unsophisticated PPC manager might dive down into keywords and, and wonder uh, uh, how those keywords are acting in isolation of everything else um, when trying to figure out a conversion uh, shortfall, a conversion rate shortfall, but the savvy campaign manager uh, is looking at the map and uh, looking at several different factors, including keywords, ad copy, and landing page. Yeah, and you know what? You can't do everything, right? I mean, <laughs> that's right. We all have limited time. You can only spend so much. If you work on on the agency side, you can only spend so much time on a client's account without making it unprofitable. And so, you really—it's just all of these tools are just a technique for prioritization, which is you know you need to be able to get in, get out, and sort of focus on the things that matter. And by layering in context, by layering in outcomes. It allows you to look at the data and first answer the question, is it even a problem? And then second answer the question, okay, now what do I do about it, right? That's all what analysis is, and these are just tools to help you shortcut between having the data and the action, which is all we really care about anyway. Absolutely. Hey, Alex, we've got to cut away for another group of sponsor messages. When we come back, I'll let you go to the last couple of slides. PPC Rockstars. We'll be back after we click through our sponsors. This is a test of the PR Web content and news delivery system from PR Web and PRWebAuthor.com. If this was a real release date, your story would reach more than 30,000 journalists, 250,000 RSS subscribers, and just over 30,000 unique websites. PR Web can reach your target audience online, drive traffic to your website, achieve high rankings on search engines, and get your content on top news sites like Yahoo News. Editors are available 24-7 to help you optimize your content for maximum exposure to over 70 million people in the U.S. alone. If this were a real PR web release date, your website would have so much traffic, you'd be tempted to duck and cover. If you have an online marketing emergency, go to prwebauthor.com for 25% off. PR Web, the premier online news release and content distribution service. Anyway, I ask. That's right, ma'am. Anyway, you ask. Let me get this straight. If I wanted your CEO to deliver my check while juggling flaming machetes on the back of an Asian elephant, all I have to do is ask? Correct. With in-demand affiliates, you can tell us exactly how you want your payouts, and we will deliver. God, uh, could you hold on for a second? Someone's at the door. Wow, you aren't kidding. We are in demand. You can be too. Sign up today at the letter ndemandaffiliates.com. Looking for an affiliate network that can package every solution an advertiser or publisher needs in one account? Your one-stop source for full-service solutions is admedia.com. AdMedia delivers an incredible lineup of specialized XML feeds for local, social, and search, plus the advertising arsenal of PPC, SEM, contextual, display, and more. AdMedia gives your campaign real visibility, from emailers to domain redirects. AdMedia tailors your all-in-one campaign to give your account a real advantage. AdMedia.com delivers cost-effective ad solutions with real conversions. Learn everything AdMedia can do for you today. Sign up at AdMedia.com. 
Ad Media. Strong ROI made simple. The Joel Com Show. Wednesdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. The pursuit of PPC continues. Welcome back to PPC Rockstars. Here's your host, David Zatella. And we're back heading into the home stretch with Alex Cohen, the um, Senior Executive Vice President of Marketing at Click Equations. And uh, Alex, uh, you've got a couple slides remaining that talk about Click Equations, so why don't you cover those uh, as, we, as we go up? Oh yeah. So the all the the reports I built in in Click Equations uh, in the deck were based on our tool Click Equations Analyst, which is an Excel plugin. You have all the data in our web app, you know, because we're a software as a service, and then we created an Excel tool that grabs all that data from our database. And this really speaks. The reason we did this was it speaks to the first point in my presentation, which is reporting sucks. <laughs> Getting data, collating data, creating data. It's really time consuming and that is just not something people need to do. You know, whether you use click equations or whether you use some other tool to shortcut that process, you have got to make that more efficient because you are just burning hours that you could be spending on analysis and optimization. You're burning client margin, which doesn't add value to their account or help them improve their results. It's just not an effective or scalable process. Um, I really believe that, that we are now more than ever moving into a a world where people, process, and platforms play an integrated role in success. Um, you have to have, you have to be thinking about it the right way. You have to have this really smart people driving it, and then you have to have the tools that let them do what they need to do and not do the things that are wasteful and that software can do better. So whether it's us or somebody else, just recognize where you're wasting the time and figure out a way to cut it out. Absolutely. And I'm looking at your last slide. This is a great place to um, show people and tell people how they can contact you. Yeah, you can shoot me a note, um, acohen at clickequations.com. Um, I'm on Twitter as uh, DigitalAlex. Uh, our website is clickequations.com, and my website is alexlcohen.com. Well, thanks, Alex. I really appreciate your time today. And uh, we didn't get to a couple topics that I'd like to cover uh, in the future, so we'll get you on uh, sometime soon. My, I would love to. And where will we be seeing you speak next? Uh, well, it all depends on the speaking gods. I apply to all the major search conferences, but uh, they haven't announced anything yet. But if anybody's uh, okay. in Philadelphia, they can tweet me, and I'll buy them a beer, and I'll rant on for hours about paid search reports. Wow. Just one beer. That's great. <laughs> as many <laughs> as they need to tolerate, <laughs> as many as they need to tolerate my, my ranting. Wow. Okay. I'm, I'm going to be first in line, but um, I'm sure there, there are a lot of listeners who will be right behind me. Thanks again, Alex. Uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you, David. Okay. And thank you, listeners. Come on back uh, next week, 4 p.m. Eastern Time, Eastern Daylight Time, for another episode of PPC Rockstars. Stars.